Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful you're here. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. It's no accident that you are here, friend, and I'm excited for us to think about God's Word together today. I want you to know that I continue to pray for you daily, that the Lord will draw you closer to Him, and that you will have more of a desire to spend time with Him, spend time in His Word, uh, that you'll be intentional and deliberate about this time. It takes time, friends. And that old devil, one of his uh, one of his strategies, one of his schemes is to whisper that you don't have time to tell you that God's Word is outdated and that it's not relevant to today. But, oh, friends, that's part of his deception. Those are lies. God's Word is profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that we may be complete and equipped for every good work. It is so necessary. And so I'm just excited to be here with you today. Uh, Please consider sharing this podcast um, in whatever way uh, that you feel best sharing. Even if you just share it with one more person that um, may be a blessing to them, it may encourage them to be in God's Word. It's not to share me, but to get God's Word out to encourage others to spend time with Him. And know that I love to hear from you. So if you feel so led, send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes. It's a word for this day at gmail.com. Well, our verse for the day for January the 12th, 2024 comes from Paul's second letter to Timothy that we have in our scripture. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. It starts as, uh, which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Oh, friends, there is so much here, and I'm excited for us to park here and see what we can learn. But first, this is the time when we stop and think about uh, where we are in the Scripture, what was going on. And um, so it's so important for us to do that to get the appropriate context. This helps us to be able to apply it to our own lives, to be able to share it, to be able to understand it. One thing that we must guard against is taking uh, Scripture out of context. So it's so important for this discipline to think about where we are in the Scripture. We are in the New Testament. We are in Paul's letters. The New Testament starts with the four Gospels, which tells the good news of Jesus' earthly ministry and his, what he did for us, how he saved us. Then we move to the book of Acts, which is early church history. Then we move into these uh, Pauline letters, which are letters that are written by Paul. Paul was an apostle. We know he wrote this because it starts out, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. So we know that Paul wrote this. Paul wrote 13 of the 27 letters in the New Testament. He was an apostle. God appointed him to this. He gave him a very specific mission. And Paul was um, 
on the way to do things absolutely opposite of what the Lord Jesus would have him to do. He was a Pharisee. He was a part of a very zealous Jewish sect who was supposed to know the Old Testament law. And sometimes the Pharisees, we've talked about this before, they were often at odds with Jesus because the Pharisees had in their mind what the Messiah should look like and how God should go about doing things. But um, they had not submitted their their hearts fully to God and uh, had not been able to understand that Jesus really had fulfilled and was fulfilling all of these Old Testament prophecies and fulfilling the law. And so they were so intent on squashing him, on stopping him, that many didn't take the time to really look into it and to ask God's um, uh, help in discerning about whether or not Jesus truly was the Messiah. And so Paul was on his way to continue to persecute Christians. He was on the Damascus Road. And we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. You can read that in chapters 9, 22, and 26 of the book of Acts. And because I'm trying to shorten these podcasts a little bit, I'm not going to go back and read all of that for you. But I would I would urge you to go back and read Paul's accounts. Uh, well, the first one is Luke's account. The next two are in Paul's own words that Luke wrote about this. But um, Paul describes how he was on his way to Damascus to continue to persecute Christians. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and a voice from heaven said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, Saul and Paul were the same person. And uh, Paul said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord Jesus said, um, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. And, and so he told Paul what to do. Paul was struck with blindness. He went on ahead to Damascus and God had prepared a man named Ananias. He'd seen him in a vision and told him to uh, go see this man named Saul who was at on Straight Street. And Ananias said, Lord, we've heard about how this man is, how he persecutes uh, believers. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, but the Lord told told him to go on. He said, for I will tell him how much he must suffer for my name. And so um, Ananias went and he told Saul this and uh, Saul was later baptized and then he received his sight. And well, I think he received his sight and then he was baptized. But after that, Paula went away on uh to uh, Arabia, and then he came back and started his missionary journeys. And it was on his first missionary journey that he met this young Timothy. Um, and we don't know exactly how old Timothy was when Paul met him, but we do know that he was young. And we read about that account in Acts chapter 16. And so I do want to hop over there real fast. Because this gives us a little background about Timothy and Paul's relationship. It said, Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And so goes on to say how Timothy was circumcised and then they uh, he was a very close traveling companion with the Apostle Paul, but Paul also sent him to various places throughout his ministry. And Paul wrote these uh, what are called pastoral letters, pastoral from the word pastor, because he sent Timothy and Titus often uh, to different places to continue to the work, to uh, to train and to teach. And they were sharing what uh, 
the Lord had given Paul, and then Paul gave these young men. And so uh, these letters that Paul wrote to both Timothy and Titus were an encouragement uh, because he knew that things would be hard for for them. Now, that first letter to Timothy, uh, Paul is encouraging him as he's um, sent him to Ephesus to uh, help choose elders and to train those uh, to be leaders in the churches. Um, But in this second letter, uh, it's thought that Paul was in prison and um, that this was probably his final letter that he wrote. Uh, We don't know if Timothy got there before Paul was martyred, uh, but the tone is very different. He is encouraging Timothy. Uh, He's saying, you know, there will be suffering. There there are going to be difficulties, but uh, stay the course. Uh, Guard this good deposit that has been entrusted to you. Um, keep doing what I have taught you. And, and I think Paul tells him that he's, he knows that he's being poured out like a drink offering, uh, but he so encourages the young Timothy. And so I want you to hear this as we lead up to our verse for the day so you get this um, the, uh, setting of what's going on. And so this starts in Second Timothy, verse 3. It says, and this is Paul talking, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And I just have to pause there. I love this example that we see that uh, how mothers and grandmothers were so important in sharing the faith, and it was for young Timothy, and what a blessing. It's a, it's a lesson for us, um, whether we have physical children or we are uh, spiritual um mentors. Uh, It's just so important to pass down what has been shared with us. And he says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. And then here is this verse 12, but I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. And so Paul was opening this up and saying, Timothy, there's going to be difficulties. Don't be ashamed about the testimony of the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Um, Don't be afraid to speak and to tell the truth, even in the face of persecution. And um, he reminds him of pretty much about the uh, the gospel, about um, uh, how God saved us and called us to a holy calling and um, how he uh, did this not because of anything of our own selves, but because of 
Jesus because of his own purpose and and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and how Jesus abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So Paul was able to look ahead, and we've talked about this endurance uh, before in previous podcasts, how he was able to stand up under this trial because he was looking forward to that better day. He trusted God. He trusted Jesus. He knew, of course, he had met the Lord Jesus on the Damascus Road, the resurrected Lord Jesus. And so he knew it to be so. We see, I believe it's in uh, 1 Corinthians where he talks about how he knew a man who was caught up to the third heaven, and I think he was referring to himself. Um, But he had seen things that couldn't even be expressed again. And God had given him this this Holy Spirit of um, power, of of power, and not of fear, but of self control. And so Paul was so compelled uh, by how the Lord Jesus had saved him and what he had done in his life and how he completely had turned him around and how he knew him to be the Messiah, that he was willing to suffer for the cause of the gospel because he knew it was true. And um, he knew that that uh, the gospel was the power of God into salvation, until salvation to uh, everyone who would believe, like we read in Romans 1, 16 and 17. He knew the importance of salvation and he so wanted everyone else to know and he's reminded uh, the young Timothy it's like he's passing on this mantle um, much like Elijah passed on to Elisha uh, to continue the work even though um, Paul's time was going to be short he was just so encouraging Timothy uh, to um not be ashamed because the suffering, not be ashamed because of the Lord Jesus, uh, but to continue to uh, persevere and share this gospel. I want to look up with you and uh, tell you what this word ashamed means. Ashamed means humiliated, uh, being disgraced. And Paul was saying, even though I've been imprisoned, even though I have... um, been treated in this way, even though my fellow Jews uh, don't think that I'm doing the right thing, I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day, and that's a capital day, that day of judgment, that day of uh, when all things are done here, uh, what has been entrusted to me. And friends, if we are believers, we can say what the Apostle Paul says here, um, that because it's all based on faith, it's not based on sight, it is based on faith, but God's Holy Spirit will help us to know if we've accepted him, if we have put our faith and our trust in God and in his son Jesus, and we do believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth and walked a sinless life, and then he was crucified, he died, he was placed in a tomb, and then on that third day he was resurrected in full bodily form, and he was seen by many, and then he uh, ascended back to heaven where he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's coming again. If we believe that, then we are his, and he has uh, 
saved us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And in doing that, he allows us to um, have that relationship with him so that we, in our believing, we have life. It all has to do with faith. And Paul knew it. He was not afraid to go through this suffering. He was not afraid to go through this physical death because he trusted the Lord Jesus. And it needs to be that same way for us, friends. Uh, God will help us by the power of his Holy Spirit. We do not have to fear. Perfect love casts out fears, what we read in 1 John. And who is love? God is love. <laughs> and it was his perfect love that sent his son to die for us to pay the penalty for the sins, for our own sins, that penalty that we owed. He paid for that. So we don't have to fear. That devil, the, the adversary, the accuser wants to keep us all locked up in fear so that we're worrying about death. But we don't need to. This life is temporary. It's but a vapor. Uh, scripture says and then it's gone but there is an eternity and we're going to spend it in one of two places either in heaven with god the father if we are believers or separated from him for eternity in hell if we're not and so i encourage you i hope that you could say exactly what the apostle paul said when he says but i'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed, and may we not be ashamed in this world, in this culture today. May we be bold for Christ. May we speak the truth because we love like he loved. May we love people enough to tell them a truth, not to keep it all bottled up inside, because the most wonderful truth that someone that is lost can know is that they don't have to be lost. Now, whether they accept that or not is a whole other thing, and it's not up to us to do the saving that's up to god the father but if he puts it on your heart to share something about the goodness of god about your salvation about how good jesus is, is and what he's done for you oh please do it please may we not be ashamed of the gospel um, and may uh, we ask him to help us if you have doubt uh, we read in james that if um anyone doubts he should ask god god will help we can say i believe but lord help my unbelief um and just um humbling ourselves before god the father and asking for that help makes such a difference and so may we be able to be bold for him for his glory not of our own strength but only by the strength that comes from him and his holy spirit blessings to you friends until next time